What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar on YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash From the Shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. So, uh, Howler, first, yeah. first show of 2022. How do you feel? You know, I have mixed emotions. I'll be honest with you. I have mixed emotions. Well, what are those mixed emotions? Well, I, you know, from the time you talked to me earlier today to today, Well, I'm just going to put it out there, okay? I'm just going to put it out there. Right. I don't want to sound like Mark Marin complaining about the world or my life. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> I got my my garage and yard looks like a motorsports showroom of, of, of 20-year-old motorsports, right? So I told my kids the other day, I said, hey, why don't we? Now, I've got a new four-wheeler I bought in 2018, Polaris fuel injected automatic doesn't miss a lick so i tried to talk my kids and i said let's sell a couple of these old ones and then i'll just buy y'all a new one you know what i mean is the 2018 an old one no i that's the one they gravitate toward they gravitate to mine okay Okay. yeah so anyway i you know i went to did you know i went to arizona last week yeah yep did I talk about it in the podcast? I don't remember. Did I talk about it last week on the podcast? Yeah, you were trying to find George Nori coast to coast and failed. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, one of the fine machines I took was a 2010 K&M DS250. It's a little automatic sport quad. Nothing fancy, but they're good kids four-wheelers, you know what I mean? And yeah. my cousin's kid rode, wanted to ride it out in the desert. So we got way out in the middle of nowhere, and then he didn't want to ride it back. He wanted to get in his grandpa's side-by-side and ride home. So the only way I could get my little four-wheelers back is I, is I rode it, okay? 
in. So I wrote it. I don't remember. I rode 38 miles one day. Okay. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. And, it, you know, 38 miles on my big fuel injected job. So anyway, to make a long story even longer, I, 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 I had two little ones. I put them on Facebook Marketplace. The first one, I had 50 people call me, and the first person looked at it, sold it. I bought it, you know, paid me cash. My brother is texting me saying, dude, why are you got these prices so cheap? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you know, I don't know what they're worth anymore. And I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. So I got back to this other one. I had 18 people. When I say call me, they message through my wife's Facebook thing because I don't Facebook, right? So anyway, nobody shows up. And I finally got somebody to show up while ago. And I drove it up to get the mail. I drove it all around today. People show up, look at it, and I can't get it to start. Oh, God. <laughs> that's about right though right i mean yeah so then i flooded it of course my you know a part of it is because my daughter was sitting there she was you me go out and start it for you and i said no i know how to start it because the kids ride it right so she thinks she knows the magic trick to well she obviously knows more than me because i couldn't get the damn thing started and i wrote it at noon today to get the mail but i haven't wrote it since so and then i flooded it and then i was gonna put a new car a new new plug in earlier Anyway, I never did. Anyway, I ended up putting the plug in it and starting it up, and it ran fine, ran great. And the guy says, well, first he says it's too rough. And I said, okay. Well, then he starts wanting to know if I'll take less. Okay, which is it, dude? Too rough for you, or you want to just just talk me down, right? It can't be both. (laughs) Because now you're going to feel bad if it's too rough for him. You're just not going to sell him at any price because you don't want him to take You don't and want to I take an him, inferior product, you know. He said it's a little rougher, and I said, you know what? I got a, uh, I got a Honda right here you can have for twenty five hundred, and it's fifteen years older than this. It's a nineteen ninety one, so it's almost a collector's item. It's thirty years old and it looks like mint. And he's like, well, that's more than I want to pay for my kids. I said, well, there you go. You can have one or the other. You know what I mean? You want the nine hundred dollar one, or you want the twenty five hundred dollar one? Did he take? Did he take the nine hundred dollar one? No, he, that's the one he wanted to talk me down because the $2,500 one ain't for sale because it's going to collector's sale with, for my brother, and I guarantee you it'll bring 2500 bucks because it's 30 years old and looks like new. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I'm not in that world. I don't know that people probably but people probably do collect that stuff, I'm sure. Well, it doesn't matter about the world, ATV world. That's just the world you're in, right? Because everybody, everybody, uh, everybody knows everything, right? Just ask him. Seemingly. Just ask him. Whether you're talking politics, whether you're talking ATVs, whether you're talking uh, civil liberties, whether you're talking vaccine, everybody knows everything. Just ask him. And they learned it. They learned it on Facebook. I don't know because I'm not on Facebook, but 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 hey, you know, you know, I, I'm. Um, you know, you guys, people don't tune in and listen to me harp about the dumbasses that I meet every day, but I meet some dumbasses, right? I think maybe they do tune in for that. <laughs> I meet some dumbasses, you know, I only had one other dude. I had one, I had one other dude that come and looked at it and he showed up in a golf stream jacket as in, and he looks like he's a short guy and I don't want to rail on short people cause I might have some short fans, but, but he reminds me of another friend of mine that an actual friend of mine, who's a short guy. And he makes up with it by medic- dressing meticulous at all times, right? 
Yeah. So this dude shows up and he's got this big teenage looking kid, 15, 16 year old kid. And in the conversation, I said, well, this ain't for you, is it? Because it's a little smaller. No, I got my, you know, the kids, you know, he takes after his dad. He's got an attitude. But back to the Gulfstream jacket. So he's wearing a Gulfstream jacket like and he tells me triumphantly that he works at the airport. No, OK. Not that he owned Airstream. He was Gulfstream. Quite fly. Gulfstream. Yeah, because I wanted to say, hey, what are you flying? You know, 450, 550. Have you been in the new 650 yet? You know what I'm saying? But then I thought, why? Why? Because he's looking down at me because I'm down here in the Ozarks with the gravel driveway and two dogs <laughs> ready to attack at any minute. Five country cured hams hanging from the garage ceiling. And hold on, let me count them. One, two, three, four five ATV sitting there, one of which is taken apart, but, uh-huh. Um, and, and two four-door Chevy pickups. Do what? Is it, and a um, bass boat with water in my cover. Okay, hey, so look. You're going to come down here and tell me that just because you're wearing a rock and a Gulfstream jacket, you got some shit going on. You ain't got nothing going on, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, um, there was, we talked about this last week. I heard the story. You mentioned your dogs. That's right. We did mention the dog. And, and I was blown away by the story I heard in the news about, was it over in India where the dog <clears throat> killed the monk, the baby monkey and the band of monkeys I'm got together right now, got together and and killed the dog like just threw it off i mean i don't know how three uh, two, was it 255 or 355 it was 255. rampaging monkeys killed 250 dogs in india revenge massacre in the small indian village around 250 dogs have been dragged to the tops of buildings and trees and dropped by a crew of rag, raging primates well first of all how tall would buildings be in a village in India, or wouldn't have to be that tall. Well, it says feet. it's three hundred. Okay, it's in the it's in the B district, about the B district, and I'm not making that up, right? The B district. Okay. About three hundred miles east of Mumbai, <laughs> told News 18, the monkeys have been on a quest for revenge in a nearby Lavool village. Not a single dog has survived the purge. Villagers told the outlet the killings started a month ago when a few dogs killed an infant monkey and since then the moment a dog is spotted simians monkey. s-i-m-i-a-n-s is that, is that what, that's a monkey that's, that's a, that's a monkey a, yeah that's a monkey okay well i'm from the ozarks they're all the same to us okay simians are apparently snatching up the pups and dragging them somewhere high to drop them to their deaths and one image the animal i so there's an image here of one of these bare ass monkeys with a little dog that looks scared. Of course says, he looks scared, right? In one image. And see, and I think that's what me and you were talking about. Run to a village. It's got 5,000 villagers. The forest department, for, they, the villagers called the forest department for help dealing with primates. But when the officials came, they were unable to catch a single month, the outlet reported. The villagers decided to take action themselves and try to wrangle up the beast, but the simians then turned their sights on a local man, some of whom have been injured after falling from buildings while trying to save dogs, the outlet said. Nearly all the pups in the bee district have been killed, but the monkeys still haven't stopped. They're now targeting small children en route to school, the outlet said. So I heard that story, and, and the only person I can really call and discuss that with is you. 
because you're a world traveler. You, That's because you I am a dog lover. Different... I am a traveler yeah. of India, and I have, as uh, as uh, I mean, I've told you how I've scaled small trees with a 357 Magnum to to save the honor of Walker Coonhound. So I guarantee you, I'm looking at this one. Looks like a looks like a beagle almost, and a little monkey. So so. First of all, it says pups in the article. I, my dogs, you'd be a you'd be a hell of a monkey to get my fat dogs, especially my big one. Uh, it's all I can do to get him in the pickup sometimes, and he wants to go in there. So there ain't a monkey around, certainly in the state of Missouri or Arkansas that can get him in, up to a building. But well, I just. I, you know, I heard that on a, I heard that on another news show while I was out delivering mail, and it started. I started thinking. I'm like, so I think I got trouble with dogs on the mail route. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're delivering mail with monkeys up and down the street. Like, what? You like, know, what? I I got. I, you know, I didn't. You when you called and asked me about it, I knew all about it. I knew what the headline said, but you said how come we didn't talk about it? And I didn't want to talk about it because it bothered me on many levels. It bothered me, first of all, as a lover of dogs, that these dogs got killed. I understand that, yeah. A yeah. lover of people saying, okay, let me get this straight. The headline says that these monkeys are now stalking little children. How many children would it take before you would have to take, I don't want to say matters in your own hand, but I guarantee you, if a monkey come to, down my neighborhood and I live on a dead-end gravel road, Right. My youngest boy got a Henry Golden Boy 22 long rifle for Christmas from Santa Claus. And I guarantee you, before he'd get attacked by a monkey more than once, that he would introduce them. I, I doubt if he'd go with the 22. He'd probably just go straight to 410 or 1022 automatic or dare I say it. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. AR-15. And there wouldn't be a monkey around. Well, you'd probably you'd probably have some some monkey rump roast hanging from the rafters right, you know on the hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so <clears throat> the fact that these grown men in this village look for the authorities to save their dogs and children as opposed to walking out there and doing it bothers me but doesn't surprise me right which is one of the reasons why i love going to india i have had the pleasure of going to india and it's like were a monkey sacred in india at all like cows and i don't stuff? know I don't cows know. are but you know I, I every once in a while i read a headline where they lynch people over there for doing the wrong thing heaven forbid i know they think the monkeys in mumbai screwing around because you get in mumbai and stuff now i was there shortly after the attacks on the uh, taj mahal you know what i'm talking about yeah, that's Cosmal Terra text, and every street corner had a had a had a Indian policeman with the FNFAL battle rifle. I mean, we got off the airplane to, at the airport, and the airport had these old British-looking, you know, Land Rover Defenders with fifty cows in the turret. You know what I mean? So for monkeys, for monkeys, for monkeys. But you know, I, I've read. I told you, I've got a collection of books some of which don't have pictures and they were written about Victorian 
East Africa in the in the exploration, and some would say exploitation of the African continent by the Anglo-Saxon English-speaking people. But one guy talks about how he had taken over at post World War One. I guess the British took a bunch of the German holdings over there, and one of these guys homesteaded an old German farm, and I think they were baboons. Ooh, those are nasty. Those are yes, those are extra. He had nasty. talked about this farm had been fallow for fallow for two or three years, so him and his 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 native uh, farm workers, employees, if you will, moved in, took over this farm, and how the baboons were scaring them all the time, and they would try to scare them and make loud noises and one thing after another. And one day, one of these baboons killed a native child. I guess sunk its little canines right into the head and killed it. So the the natives, his natives were going to quit. And I think it might have been a coffee plantation. But anyway, the, the natives were going to quit because they, they thought that these baboons were possessed. You know what I'm saying? Evil spirits. Evil yeah. spirits. And this gentleman had to explain to them he had to cure for those evil spirits. So in the form of uh, a Winchester pre-64, uh, 375 H and H, which for you gun people out there would be just almost on the verge of too much for even the worst baboons. But that's what he had. And he went out there and he had to wage war in, in his writings. He, he talked about every three or four or five years there would be a new generation of young primates out there tearing stuff up, and you would have to go make an example out of enough of them. But in this first one, he went and started whacking every, all the full-grown males, and he left some matriarchal, some grown females, but, but essentially had to chase them and put the fear of God on him, and he talks about how it bothered him a little bit. Uh, worse than trench warfare in the big war because these monkeys uh, truly were terrified after he had killed a few of them, you know, all these, these baboons. But so, you know, I think that another thing that shows you how far the, 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 uh, the Commonwealth and its countries have fallen because, you know, even the tigers, right. We had, they had the man eating a Savo and then they reach out and get some, near duel British colonel and, and goes out and kills the tigers and, and appeases the natives. And they just don't have any Anglo-Saxon conquerors left to go out there and whack these primates. Tiger, tigers, tigers, monkeys, or whatever. It's interesting. Know. That's, an, I, a, a, that's I mean, that is a, I mean, look, that's the same problem from a hundred years ago going on. Right. I mean, yeah, Still, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It just, just reinvents itself, I guess. I don't know. I, I just, I just know that if I thought that there was an animal out there that was going to kill my dog, I would take matters in my own hands, right? I think but there's back, a lot of dog owners that would. Yeah. Back to these, back to these monkeys. I went to school with a guy who went to jungle school. My generation of dudes, army guys, were counter terror counter uh drug guys most of them if you got into that world uh in the late 80s you got to go to jungle warfare school down like panama or somewhere in central america remember they were finding pablo escobar and doing all that stuff 
and and he my buddy was telling me how one of the things to do in jungle school is eat a monkey really yes so if you go to seer school uh, uh survival escape and resistance school like it it uh, for uh, joint base lewis mccord i got a real good friend of mine that i should get on the podcast one of these days maybe He's real smart though, so real smart people don't do the best conversations. But, but they have rabbit hutches, and they make these pilots and aircrew kill a, actually kill a rabbit. Now it's a tame rabbit, but they got to go in there and teach them how to kill a rabbit and 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 prepare it, you know, in case they get shot down where rabbits live or whatever. So. So they don't starve. So they don't starve because a lot of people, especially new, you know what I mean? Like your grandpa's era grew up on a farm and knew how to kill a rabbit or kill a squirrel or you know what I mean? But some of these people have never been blooded. They've never killed anything. They've certainly never sat there with a little bunny foo-foo or whatever and whop him on the head. So so I'm talking to my old roommate about this jungle school, and I said, how do you do it? And he said, well, what you do is you take your you – a, a, you really don't need anything to do it. You either get a pair, piece of 550 cord. If you don't have 550 cord, you, t- you unlace one of your boots. Okay. You take the, you know, your army canteen that's got the plastic top, but it's got the metal bottom, the cup that comes off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Okay. So you take your silver aluminum cup off the bottom, and you tie it to a tree, fill it half full of water, and you walk back, and these monkeys will come down there because it's silver. They'll pick it up, and they'll drink from it, and they'll try to take it. And when you walk up to them. He says they will screech and scream and holler, but they will not let go of that cup. Once they have it in their hands, they won't let, and they will let you knock them on the head or skewer them with a bayonet, but they will not let go of that silver cup. That that sort of sounds like a lot of humans. So, yeah, I do. That is right. I didn't think about it like that. And he says what happens is the whole jungle canopy erupts in, in screeching monkeys and stuff but that's how you do it so i don't know <clears throat> if you tied i guess they wouldn't be able to take a dog on a chain would they because then they would sit there and, and hey. oh man i i saw a, a bigfoot show where the guy actually to draw the bigfoot in he had no other choice but to tie his dog out there to draw the bigfoot in well, how do we know Bigfoot's attracted to dogs? I don't know. He must have. He must have. Uh, he had some experience doing it. Like they were messing with his dog. I think he was a guest. I, I I take that back. He was a guest on the show telling us about that. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. He was. You know. He was kind of like. Um, I'm sorry to all the people who love dogs, but I didn't have a choice. Now the dog didn't get hurt. Yeah, I was going to say, did Bigfoot come out and get the dog? I mean, that would certainly outweigh, I mean. It drew him in. Yeah, I mean, if you really thought Bigfoot was going to, I don't know if I'd sacrifice my dog, but I might sacrifice somebody else's dog. Or or if a dog will do it, why can't we tie a person up? You know, hey, listen, I, I got, I have some people that might be perfect for that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, especially, uh, huh? I look, I don't want to sound terrible. I mean, everybody knows we're joking, right? We're not really going to tie anybody up. Well, are we really going to find Bigfoot? That we know. I mean, you know. <laughs> right? That's the big thing. Are we really going to find Bigfoot? I, You know how I feel right now? I couldn't even find my own Bigfoot. 
You know what I'm saying? That's because, hey, you, should we tell your listeners this could be your last show because you're suffering from a respiratory virus that could be Omicron? And you called in sick for the first time in five years? Say it's about seven years. I've called it. Okay. I already so, called in sick. So that's, so. that's, to me, that's a sickness in its own. But that's neither here nor there. That, um, I'm not, that I don't call in sick more often. Yeah, you're a government worker, man. What's the <laughs> matter? Well, listen. You're going to add that to your retirement when you retire, right? I can, but uh, but if it was any day but Monday, I did, Monday's a bad day. I don't. Nobody likes being there on Monday, and I didn't want to have a open route, so I went in, suffered, you know. But they were nice enough to give me tomorrow off, and then my regular day off is Wednesday. So I've already okay. I've already come home and slept for four hours trying to get rid of whatever it is I got. There you go. Hey, you know what? I think you know since we talked about the monkey story. We should reach out to our audience and ask them how they like the, I don't want to say pseudo new format, but where we, where we kind of talk about current events. Cause me and you talk about current events a lot off the yeah. podcast and we've just yeah. decided that maybe we should broach that out. You know, we had some listeners on the edge thinking that we were going to throw in the towel here <laughs> and that wasn't necessarily what was going on. We were just revamping, you know what I mean? We're always and, searching for what's going to, um, the listener, you know, what the listeners are going to enjoy. Like, sure. look, I and I told you before, I enjoyed the historical monkey story about, you know, the guy um, taking over the well. The you know, I'm coffee reading. A, I'm reading a new book right now called uh, Wooden Leg. The I don't. I think it's the man that fought Custer. I don't think it says Indian, but he was an Indian. Neither, neither here nor there, and. I tried to read my kids some excerpts last night, and you want to talk about some tough people now. That's why I think that's why there's no monkeys in North America, because the natives, the Native Americans had to had to take care. They had to eat. Them. Let me tell you something. If they the what some of these stories where they go out there with a with a with a with a sharpened stick and a rock they picked up off the ground, and and kill or be killed by two thousand pound buffalo, makes me think that a monkey don't stand a chance. So they yeah. went out buffalo hunting with a sharpened stick and a rock. They would go out. These these were the Northern Cheyenne, and they were at war with the Sioux. I'm getting my Indians mixed up. They were sort of friendly with the Lakota, at war with the Sioux, and Crow, and Blackfoot. Maybe they were friendly. Anyway, dude, they would just go out. You'd be out riding a horse, and they'd get ambushed bushwhacked and have to either fight or run or a combination thereof and they talk about just finding these guys that you know they're out three or four of them and you see two of the other tribes so you chase them down these two guys got sought shelter in a in a in a cave so one of these his indians was going to crawl up there and see if they were in really attract them to this cave if they were in the cave well the dude in the cave stabbed a guy in the eye with a you know, took an arrow in the eye, but didn't kill him. So then they oh proceeded to stuff the front of the cave full of of combustibles and light them on fire and wave blankets and grass and stuff and just smoke them out. And one of them come out to fight. And, you know, they, they, I mean, surround them and kill them. And the other one, they let burn up and they just went ahead and chopped his heart out anyway. And, and... Or, or not even doing that. Hey, you know, we've we seen this big buffalo, and there's five of us in a hunting party. We decided we go out there. Of course, they all got Indian names, like, you know, you know, he's wooden leg because he walks, he can outwalk everybody, and they think his legs don't get tired. Um, you know, and it'd be like, 
you know, Bigfoot finder got skewered, you know, got a horn yeah. through him. Johnny Two Feathers. Yeah, Johnny Two Feathers got skewered by the buffalo and tossed 45 feet, but we killed the buffalo anyway, and after we got done, we tried to put him on a horse and get him back to the village, but by that time, his intestines were out, so they danced <laughs> around him until he died. You know? That's crazy. That, you know, hard. that's real. That's real. That's real stuff. And I hate to I hate to say that, um, but I watched me and Christy watched the whole um, new season of Cobra Kai. I don't know what and, that is. Oh come on, man! It's the it's the uh, reboot of the Karate Kid, and it focused on the blonde dude Johnny Lawrence more to begin with. So like okay. in season four, but in that Ralph Macchio's kid got in trouble and they took away all of his uh all of his uh you know his ipad his cell phone stuff like that and he just thought it was he just thought it was the worst thing in the world you know what i'm saying so imagine if you had to if, if they said you know what you got in trouble at school you got to go out and kill a buffalo with a pocket knife and a piece of uh, dental floss well you know, I, you know I, I think I, you know it segues into I was at shortly after 9/11. Uh, I was assigned to the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in in Artesia, New Mexico, and as a as a firearms instructor, which was kind of one of the things I did. And we had we had shooters of all ilk, right? I mean, all the way up mm-hmm. to including Navy SEALs and Green Berets and Delta Force. But then we had first time shooters too, and we spent a lot of time. But when, when I was off. I'd have to go out there for six weeks at a time. So I'd go back to the field office and work for six weeks, and then I'd go to Fletzy for six weeks and teach and coordinate and do whatever. And in the off time, I went, the first guy I went out there with was an old Border Patrol dude, former Marine, just a good guy. And and when I was talking to him, I'd never met him. I was talking to him, and he said, well, I'm bringing my varmint rifle. I said, you're what? He said, I'm bringing a varmint rifle because I've been out there before, and there's a lot of jackrabbits and coyotes. And so I brought a varmint rifle, too. And what we ended up doing is going out and into the, there's tens of thousands of acres where we were at of, of Bureau of Land Management ground full of jackrabbits and rattlesnakes and really nothing. Okay. But we got to where we were trying to, me and him would go out and try to shoot a jackrabbit with our duty pistols. Right. Yeah. And I used to say in, at the range and in the class, if, you know, if we could give you 10 bullets. <laughs> Right. We can we can put you through this entire six week pistol course or we could just give you 10 bullets. If you could go out there and bring us one jackrabbit back, you can pass. You know what I mean? Because I don't because it was difficult because you got to have tactics. I mean, these jackrabbits, you know, they're worried about a shadow, a, 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 a cloud cast a shadow on the ground and they all take off running because they think it's an eagle or something it's just it's craziness and uh so that goes back to your toothbrush piece of dental floss yeah sometimes i think you could really get the cream to rise to the top if you had real world circumstances yeah look we're not you got to tell these kids look you're not worried about crazy monkeys or uh you know jackrabbits running around i don't think you know, I, my kids said something about, what did they say? What were they saying to me? I 
there was somebody on the radio was talking about a Beatles song or somebody was it was I don't remember how it was a Beatles and my kids were making fun of the Beatles and making fun of boomers in general and I'm not really a boomer but let's just say that they don't know the difference right yeah okay and what were they called they were calling me something and I said just call me the walrus cuckoo cachoo <laughs> they don't even they were like what that stopped them it stopped three of them they were verbally attacking me mentally assaulting me and and i am the walrus cuckoo cachoo stopped them all because they don't even know what the heck i'm talking about so i, I have almost zero uh relation with with if you've got a little white piece of plastic hanging out your ear you know that you know, as as what the great auctioneer say, just walk on by. Walk on by, Leroy Van Dyke. <laughs> just walk on by. Walk That's on right. by. How many of our how many of our listeners know that reference? All of them, I'm assuming. Right. I hope. I hope. That's a Missouri. Hey, that's a Missouri man right there. <laughs> Sign out here on US 65 in Stony, Missouri. That's right. Leroy Van Dyke. Leroy, I might no, have to, no, hey, no, no relation to, uh, what's the other Van Dyke? Dick. Dick. <laughs> That's right. No relation to Dick. <laughs> anyway, tune in next week for some more uh, tips on the world and how to survive it. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old. Soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters. Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.